Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another live recording of the Confident Woman Podcast. Um, As you know, we've been following along talking about body acceptance and self-love. And um, so we are on week three. So today we're going to talk about well, we, it might get pretty heated. We might get pretty angry because it's a lot about how society programs us to believe that we aren't beautiful, that we need X, Y, Z product and we need whatever. We need all these things to make us look great that we're not really quite enough. And so how that, you know, over time we realize there's always someone prettier and I need this if I want to be pretty too. And how it just sucks. It's all just marketing. Designed to make money off your insecurities. So, right. But, but actually, and it's the, the irony of it is like, we wouldn't be so insecure if it wasn't for marketing. So it's almost like that cyclical, like ploy, right? So it's like, we have the marketing and they tell you, here's where you should look, or here's the measuring stick. This is comparison. You fall into it and then you're like, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not any of this stuff. And so it repeats that whole cycle. So it's kind of crazy how we don't really see it because it's like so normalized that this is what is acceptable. I mean, I think if you'd listened to last week, I got a little bit heated because there was a lot of stuff that just really like, it pissed me off. Like it was stuff that it had like the snowball effect and it really started at like that, that young age, right? So like, as we're young adolescents, young girls, we're just kind of trying to find our norm. And it's like, we were so young and impressionable, but then it's like, bam, right? We're hit with all the marketing campaigns from like, this is prior to social media days. So we're not, (laughs) not youngins anymore, but you know, we had magazines, TVs, movies, celebrities, um, you know, the fitness industry, the beauty industry. So, I mean, everything was based off of like, what was this worth, right? This, I guess, like the measuring stick of what is considered beautiful, what is, um, what your body should look like, what your face should look like, your hair, how you should dress, how you should carry yourself, all this stuff, really. And then when you're looking at yourself as this young girl growing into young adulthood, into adulthood, we, we carry that belief with us. But we've already kind of been fractured, right? So it's like broken as we're growing. It's like that broken system as well. So we're going to dive deeper into this as well and to share a bit of those, um, you know, our stories and some of the takeaways about it. But I think more or less like coming off of last week into this week, it really does add more fuel to the fire because it's, it's this repetitive cycle that we're just falling into. And it's up to us, this generation to really help give back and change the legacy for our future. So we're going to get started. <laughs> yeah. It, it's crazy too, to think about how all that marketing to us, we talk about like it's in front of our faces always, but you know, obviously you and I grew up at a time without social media. So even without Instagram and Facebook and like a little like a computer or cell phone to our attached to our face 24 seven, constantly scrolling and comparing and seeing all this, even without that, you know what I mean? It was still highly effective on making girls feel not good enough. So then you add all that into the mixture, right? And then it just snowballs, right? It's like, it's like you can't get away from someone that looks perfect or is looking great or whatever that you're comparing yourself to or seeing the marketing for or whatever. And so I think that's crazy. Just like 
young girls now, you know, it's like, I remember being like eight, nine, 10 years old. Like I would go outside and play clothes with things that didn't match. And like my hair was a mess and I had dirt all over my face and like, it didn't matter. But like, when you look at like 10 year old girls today, even sometimes they like, like they pose, look at pictures. Like they're like hands on the hip pop, like know how to make themselves contort their body to look good at like age 10. I just, or younger. I know, yeah. I know firsthand that are younger and I'm just like, it blows my mind. I'm like, where did she learn this from? Yeah. Yes. And so I think it's like I'm, I'm becoming more of a problem because it's just starting now with like younger and younger and younger girls where it's just that measuring stick of even going through school of like the popularity because you're the pretty girl or whatever. Right. Or, yeah. It's just, and it's, I don't know stuff. So yeah, it's, it's just crazy how, like you said, I mean, it's, it's starting younger and younger and younger. And it's just weird because it's like, even as these generations have grown, like our age and even, you know, years younger than us as well, it's literally up to us to recognize that there's something wrong and then go back and correct course or where that we're not just falling victim to the same same concept, but yeah, times have changed. And so now there's different angles to pitch it, which is really in, you know, social media, the whole concept of chasing perfection. I mean, I was that victim. Like I was that girl back then who felt that I, I wasn't like supermodel tall. I mean, I was five, I'm five foot, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I one on a good day. So, you know, as, as I was growing up and I'm just like, Oh, you know, I wish I could be pretty or taller or, you know, somebody would compliment me or say something. I'm like, oh, but I don't look like that. And so really, I mean, even at the young age, it's like, I was just felt defeat. Like I felt like I was always let down and I couldn't meet that expectation. And again, younger girls now they're learning almost like this. It's almost like sexualized and normalized. And and it's kind of gross, to be honest. Very gross. It's super sexualized. Like, it's gross that we're allowing this to happen, that it's almost that, you know, it's, again, normalized. We become numb. We're desensitized from the whole aspect of it. But yet, what are we doing about it? That's what, that's what we're here talking about. This. We don't have daughters. We're doing something about it. (laughs) Right. We don't have daughters. I have a niece that I love dearly and it just, it, it does make me upset to see these younger girls falling ploy to what I had fallen victim to at a young age, but younger and now bring in social media and there's really no escaping it. So how yeah. do we, I mean, I guess maybe I'm also asking our listener, how do we change that cycle? What is, what is something we can do? I don't know why I just got silent. Like I was waiting for the listeners to answer you. <laughs> but it's just, I really yeah, think what? a question. But no, that is a good question. And I, I feel like in, in response to that, but also remember the movie Mean Girls? Oh, yeah. Who, who hasn't seen it? Like all in, the, in front of the mirror and they're like, oh, I have horrible whatever. And she's like, I have bad breath in the morning or whatever. They're all like, it's almost like sometimes it's like a comparison, like, like it's normal for girls to hate things about themselves and to do all that. And so it's like normalizing that, right? So it's like, why don't we normalize what you're saying? Like the things that are great about ourselves <laughs> instead of focusing on all of those things. But I don't think that it'll change anything until people just start being more real. Like, I think that's the only thing that will change it. Like when filters go away and apps go away, that can 
polish off your blemish on your face or there's apps that make you skinny. Right. There's an app, there's an app for everything that tells you you're wrong. And then when, and, you, get, and what, yeah. And then when you get so used to these apps and then you look yeah. in the mirror, you, it's almost like that, that app, because we're such in a visual world, like a social world, that app now becomes a reality. So when we're looking at ourselves on these filters and app made images of ourselves, we don't recognize that person in the mirror. And that person in the mirror, we see the flaws, right? Because we've stripped off the filters and we see the the blemishes or whatever else is considered wrong or flawed. Then again, we go back down that cycle. So that's where, you know, so when we talk about where the, where the stops, it really starts here now with the adult, with here. And it's not up to my, my, you know, my niece's age, you know, whether it's like five, six, seven, eight, nine, and going into 10 and into your preteens, it starts so early. And it's really, what can we do about it today to stop that legacy from moving forward? Do we, how do we teach them and instill, you know, values and beauty and worth in who they are, not what they externally look like. And so, you know, especially for women, we look at ourselves from an external projection, like this is who we are, right? So we're only, it's almost like the worth is only validated by how we physically look. And we have to understand, like, and especially women, when we age, it's almost frowned upon, but yet when a man ages, it's like, oh, he's distinguished. He's so much more handsome and all this stuff. Where did these beliefs come from? Who set these for us? And why are we, why are we carrying that on as our own? Isn't that something that's up to us to really question and value and say, you know what, this is just a physical body. This is going to age, going to break down. Yes, I have acne. Yeah, I have scars and wrinkles and stretch marks and cellulite and all the stuff that is considered gross, ugly, imperfect, slap some cover up on it, whatever it is, just so you can look like the next person. But then we kind of pumping out, right? Like robots. Like if we're all looking the same, where's the uniqueness? Where's the connection? I don't know. It's just my kind of take on it. It's like, where where are we as the human beings in this equation? I like, yeah, the uniqueness and let things that, that are unique to you stand out. Like I remember thinking about like Cindy Crawford, right? She had like your little mole, but then she owned the shit out of that mole. And that was like her mark. And it was like her distinguishing uniqueness, like, thing that people probably told her, oh, you can't be a model because you have this mole on your face. But like, she's gorgeous. Everyone's gorgeous. And that's the thing. You have to know what makes you unique. And, and, you know, even though we're seeing this in the younger, um, you know, young girls, we're seeing this, like, I don't know if this is a trend or something that I'm, I'm seeing now, I guess I'm trying to lean into my aging gracefully, which yes, to be honest, kind of hard. Cause I mean, why it's like, it's, it's something I'm learning because I have to unlearn all the yeah. other, but we're seeing this even younger and younger where the girls are just, they're getting all the things to change their face in their teens and the young twenties. And yeah. it's like, what are, what are the long-term effects of something like this? And I guess, you know, this, this is all just my own personal perspective because I've been on both sides and before I, you know, getting further, you do you, whatever works for you, do you. Not to yeah. have prefaces, but what I'm saying is that why do we feel that we need to change ourselves? That's the question I'm really asking. What is wrong with really owning who we are? 
we may not look like the next girl or the next supermodel or the next trend or reality star or whatever is out there. But if we all look the same, again, where's the uniqueness? Where, where do you stand out? Are you trying to blend in? If you're trying to blend in, then what is the point? I mean, I don't know. Well, I, yeah, I, you're it, just trying to fix something yeah, externally that because you think it's going to, they're just, I think girls are just seeking that confidence and that validation, right? So if I look good, I feel good. People think I'm pretty. So that makes me feel good. So we need to teach girls how to get validation from other things versus how their looks. Right. But then it's like, but then when that's gone, like, and that's false and we see who we really are, it's just that, so it's making me think of like this book I read, Psycho Cybernetics, which is a long book. It's, I don't know how I, I listened to it on audio, so I got through it, but, um, but the beginning of Psycho Cybernetics, I thought he's like a physician and this girl had this big scar on his face or her face. And he was like a young new doctor at this and like did all this work and like totally made this like, just go away. And gave the mirror to her when he was done and she, and she just was like still crying. And he was like, what's like, this is what led up to him writing this book. But he was like, what's the matter? Right. Cause his ego was hurt. Right. Cause he was like, I just did amazing work. Why aren't you happy? And she was like, well, I see a difference, but I don't feel a difference. Right. Mm -hmm. So we, she thought that like, Right. And then it talks about her past story. Like she was engaged and he ran off and married somebody else. Right. Like the whole real backstory. Right. But it's like, we think that those looking good on the outside, fixing that scar or doing whatever is going to make us happy. And right. it's going to make us whatever, but it, but it's not like that can't come from what we look like. So I think, yeah, I think we're just beating a dead horse, but kind of like what you're saying, like there's, the only way to fix it is one person at a time because I can't go take on freaking, I just thought of like a million makeup companies. I didn't know which one to name, but like, I can't go on and take them on and be like, Hey, you have to stop selling your product because you're like selling a false hope. I mean, they're going to be around. Makeup companies are going to be around forever. Uh, fat pills are going to be sold forever. Um, apps are here to stay. I'm certain of it. Like all those things are going to be a part of it. But I think that we just have to individually with each young, starting at a young age, do that. And, and again, you, I brought, you made me think of something else when you're talking about like these girls, this age, where I think it's like, like our generation, right. Or older, that's like raising their daughters where maybe they feel, they didn't feel good growing up. So now they're trying to show their daughters like, oh, maybe if I help her do this, she'll grow up having more confidence because she has this. So I think maybe it's like, a fulfilling, pro like, like they're, they're trying to have their daughters feel a way that they didn't feel. And they think that this is what's going to help. And it's, it's not. So, I mean, look at the way, like we just said, like, I mean, you look at pictures of kids, girls in the early eighties, nineties. And today, like they're in, like we were in windbreakers and like frizzy hair, right. And all this stuff. But, but I don't know, that would only be like my best guess is that they're trying to be like, Oh, I grew up not feeling confident or whatever. And I want my daughter to experience that but it's not it's not <laughs> right and that, that again goes back to what makes you unique like why okay let's just take a step back further say you are the parent with a child and you're passing that on right we're just going to use that example but the question is isn't it about the daughter it's about the, the parent why did you feel insecure about that what made you 
um, yeah. feel that you had to fix something that was broken? Was it the the whole pr- uh, presentation of like media and the projection of what is acceptable, beauty worthy, all the stuff that led to chasing perfection? Hence, you know, my book. And that was exactly, I was that victim. But I had to do that inner work and ask myself, where did this belief come from? Who told me I wasn't beautiful? Who told me I wasn't good enough? Who told me, right? So even though I kind of self-absorbed that because nobody ever just came up to me and said, Ugh, you're disgusting, you're ugly, you're gross, <laughs> whatever. Like, I'm sure that that happens because there's a lot of bullying, but that's, just push that aside for a moment. That's something that we inherently believed and we carried around that belief that became the story we told ourselves. So if we could learn that belief, we can easily unlearn it. And that's where the cycle stops because now we pass it on to our gen- our younger generations to carry forward into the next cycle, into the next cycle. So it really starts with you. It's not about what the media or whoever is pushing down the next best thing. It starts with identifying your beliefs, your value of your self-worth. Where did you, co- you put this measuring stick, right? So when we find our value and our worth, instead of trying, you know, I know that we're trying to look at it it's like, you know, I just really want to fit in. So I'm going to get the, the next greatest thing. But then the next greatest thing just makes you one of the same as the next person. So you never really stood out or made yourself unique. You just blended in with the crowd. So why would you choose to do X, Y, and Z? So again, kind of just that whole normalization of what is considered beautiful, worthy, and perfect and acceptable and all those things, whether it comes to our our facial features, our aging, our body shape, sizes, colors, everything, right? Who told you you weren't enough? That's go there, go there and fix that root. And I guarantee you it's because you believed it. And that's something you have to unlearn and recreate your own story to tell you you are enough. Hallelujah. (laughs) No, I think too, but everything that you're saying as much, I'm like, yeah, let's do this. But I think the reality comes down to and why all these are so successful is doing the hard work and looking inside and doing the inner work is so much harder than slapping on the latest lip gloss, right? So it's like people have to want to. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so we want to inspire you to want to. Right. And I think there's a want, but then it's kind of like the analogy of you keep changing the same band-aid for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Eventually you're just, you've had enough. You're just like, you know what? I just, why don't I just heal the wound? Yeah. Why don't I just heal what is, what, what I keep trying to fix or cover or mask? And so I think eventually it will get caught up to that individual because it it comes down to really how long can you keep going at it? Eventually it'll lead to, you know, burnout or exhaustion because that's where perfection leads you. So it's, it's really starts with you that identity and self-awareness and really nipping that in the bud so that you do have a change of course, so that you do instill those values into your younger generation that we're more than this body, we're more than our, our age, our, our race, our gender, our color, or, or whatever it is, because we cannot be defined by our physical attributes. We're more than this. And that's really what we have to impress upon, not only with ourselves, again, younger generation. So I hope this all helps. You know, and again, sometimes, it, like you said, it's kind of like beating a dead horse, but sometimes we just need that reminder. We need mm-hmm. to be aware of it, that it's like, 
it's not about the next best thing. Let's start with what we got. Start here, start now. So we'd love for you guys to just really chime in on these conversations. We love seeing the comments in the community group, as well as even on the, the voice memos on our, our podcast, there are messages through our everywhere. Like we love connecting and talking about this because the, it all starts with one person and we ha have to help change this. So we need to have these real talks, these real conversations, and this has to take place here and now. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman podcast. For more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's the Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Aaron underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.